0: Uh,
1: yeah wreck a rim, veins power, power <laughs> Yeah, yeah Boy. welcome to the show uh yeah hello hello hello
2: hello 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 welcome to the show
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound is episode 352 of Breaker and Banes Power Hour. Of course, I am Brian Breaker, and being joined is Tier 1 Trav actually, no, he's not here this week. It's Big Underscore Bane. I am back again. Back in the saddle again. Dude, it's we've had a weird, like, time podcasting, because it was like. You had COVID, so mm-hmm. we had all those quarantine episodes. Yep. Then you came back, and then last week you, we, you couldn't record, so we had Travis on.
1: Right. It's been a weird time. It has been a weird time. Uh, and the even weirder thing about it was, like, I have only worked about three days at my job this whole month. They, and they probably
0: hate you right now.
1: What's funny is I actually have a vacation scheduled next week. <laughs> but I, it's, uh, I, I went ahead and canceled it because, like— They've legit been covering my route for the whole month of October, so I was like, guys, I'm I'm gonna cancel that vacation. Well, you
0: know, there's also that perception of like, right, like, okay, come really, you yeah,
1: because I wasn't I wasn't gonna do anything. You know, it was just like I always you take, take you take Halloween, yeah, off. yeah, I always take Halloween off. But um, but since legit, I I have worked like today was my fourth day of working in October, and so I was like, I'm just gonna cancel that vacation. I'll you you guys have covered my route enough, and on top of that, our it's always messed up when I come back, you know oh, what I mean? Because sure. they don't do it right. But <laughs> yeah, glad to be back. Things are—I uh, I still don't have all of my taste buds back yet, so that's
0: that's fun. So hopefully, I can taste that strawberry blast we got. Well, yeah, I found these at Target actually, and we—I t- talked about this before that these were going to become more nationally distributed, mm-hmm. and like in November. So I guess it's you know around that time they're starting to hit. So sure, saw these. I had to pick them up. I've actually had them for like two weeks now because. I had planned on us drinking them the last episode, but obviously you weren't able to record. So, no. which you know what's funny is we did 350 episodes. That's never happened. Before. Never happened. But never you know, it's one of those extenuating circumstances. Yeah. And uh, John Webb will be our guest again this week for part two. Are you telling me that I didn't miss John Webb? I thought he was done.
1: Uh, no. That's He's why not. I skipped. Yeah. Last week. I'm surprised you didn't skip the Big Chuck episodes. <laughs> I should have. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad John Webb's back. Old, old Johnny Webb. Old John. Old Japanese
0: John Webb. Yeah. But yeah, you would have probably been okay with missing Big Chuck. I would have preferred missing the Big Chuck episodes. Yeah, I, I have no doubt. I will say though, your beard's looking nice. You must be using that Outriders Beard Company there.
1: Yeah, that Outriders uh, Beard Balm. Yeah, good, good shit over there at Outriders Beard Co.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna tout a uh, a research team that does a really <laughs> shitty job. Just throwing that out there for everybody. <laughs> uh, I and what's, what's wait a minute? How do, how do you spell your name again? Oh yeah, B A Y N,
1: no E. You know, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny because I actually. I don't know why I felt bad, but I felt bad like even correcting him. I was like I was like, hey bud, it's a I thought he
0: misspoke the first time. I did
1: too, and that's why I didn't correct him the first time. But when he said it again, I was like, Hey bud, it's it's outsiders, beard Co. But <laughs> here's
0: the thing called the alphabet, you dumb son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> and it's I felt like that almost had to be done on purpose because S and R on a keyboard, not even close to each other. Unless you're a dumbass.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and we don't know Tim. We don't know so. Tim. But everything that I'm seeing about Tim, he well, s- starters, he agreed to do a podcast with Big Chuck. Right. True. So that's like negative twenty five. That's
1: strike one, pal. Yeah,
0: you got to strike two and three with
1: Outriders Beard Co. and Bane with an E. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I like Big Chuck until I started running his mouth. I'm right, like, this yeah. This guy sucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. Is that
0: Big Big Chuck with an X somewhere in there? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never misspelled someone's name, but, you know. Who knows? Big Big Chuck's mix? mix? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I fucked that up. <sighs> Good times, though. But, you know, Google's a hell of a deal. Yeah, well, yeah. and also Twitter twitter you know all social media platforms right yeah because
1: yeah. i'm pretty easy to find or big you under- know
0: or your albums that are available on all you know music right platforms. i mean
1: my nickety name is big underscore bane it is you know yeah i mean that's that's my twitter handle and instagram handle yeah i follow the professional casual so you should know what my name's spelled you're also a patron yeah i'm also a patron yeah but that's that shows
0: how much they care yeah jerks <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway we got a lot of a lot of stuff we're gonna talk about this we got some wrestling talk we got some movie talk a little bit of toy talk we got a really fun wtf story no oh, i can't wait for that it's gonna be uh yeah you know I, i'm i'm hoping and this will totally give away what it is but i hope when he walked out there someone's like hey break a leg <laughs> 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 i didn't say to you dumb shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh good times phpw man is is rolling dude episode yeah. four drop this week um I've told people, I feel like episode four is when we get our rhythm, man. It is. And I watch it, it and I'm like, man, this is this is fun.
1: It's fun, yeah. And I actually uh, talked to uh, Tier 1, the uh, the official sit-in uh, of Big Under Score Bane. I talked to him over, over the uh, past few days and mentioned to him, you know, he really liked the cut scenes and things of that nature and the backstage segments. And I said, well, I like them, too. I might have to get a little bit creative from now on because we're pretty limited on, on those types of things. But sure. I uh, I I'm, I'm with you. I think we really find our our rhythm, hit our stride around this episode. And I think the pay per view coming up, uh, it'll be it'll already be out by the time this episode drops. That's breaker. right.
0: Yeah, it'll be it was it was yesterday. Yeah, it that was, was a yesterday. Hell of a show. Hope it you guys was, enjoyed it. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but uh, it's that's gonna be a really fun show. I'm really excited about that, and I, I can't wait. It's it's legit our first uh, big big event so to speak and we crown our first heavyweight champion and dude I'm, I'm stoked
0: yeah and don't sleep on phpw it's a lot of fun i think everyone will dig it and yeah we have some debuts this week mm-hmm. um i think we're gonna have some we have some more debuts scheduled for right after the pay-per-view yes several actually <laughs> yeah so we're gonna be. You're gonna be seeing some people show up on PHPW.
1: Absolutely, yeah. We we got. We're adding quite a few people as the weeks go by. So keep your
0: eyes peeled and uh, keep your ears open. <laughs> Indeed. Well, what do you say we uh, dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling, stone cold out. Oh hell yeah! Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Well, Big Underscore Band, we got quite a bit of wrestling talk we're going to dive into here. Um, this kind of hit me, uh, kind of hit me in the feels a little bit. Um, Kenny Omega made a tweet that he really wants to wrestle Steven Amell. Yeah, and um, Steven Amell kind of responded like he was in favor of this. Um, I've said from the beginning I think it will be pretty. Pretty much given that Amel shows up in AEW in a wrestling capacity. Sure. Obviously, he's doing that new show, Heels, and Mm -hmm. stuff. And he actually just recovered from COVID-19. I don't know if you knew he had that. Well, I didn't, no. Yeah. And so, um, obviously doing a show that kind of halted a lot of stuff. But I don't think a full-time wrestling schedule would be in his future. But I would love to see him show up from time to time. I'm still of the mindset that he would be great for the Brock Lesnar schedule. Yeah, not
1: that he needs to be booked like Lesnar, but I think just having that Brock Lesnar schedule cause, one, or,
0: one or two big matches a year.
1: Yeah, because he's he is a star and he loves the business. So like, I think just him because anytime he shows up, it's like, oh shit, Steven Amell's here. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think just giving that Brock Lesnar schedule and like put him in some good good matches.
0: I don't think it's a coincidence that he chose. A show based on pro wrestling as his next big project. No, because I'm sure he's learning a lot. And I think it's kind of that weird, like this kind of works out in favor. Yeah. And I also found out he's filming heels in Atlanta. Okay. Which is where Cody lives. Yeah. So, you know, there's going to be some, you know, some training and things like that happening. Sure. I'm excited to see it, man. I think it'll be good times. Yeah. Uh, Retribution apparently has fallen off of the uh, Vince McMahon uh, list of people he wants to use, and they're kind of their their push is kind of decreasing. Um, well, who could have seen that coming? Brinker? Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> it was so well done. Oh God, I I don't know. I what's funny is I look at this and I'm like, this could have been sanity, right? Like, yeah. Before they released, Eric were killing, of course. But I, I don't know. It just seems weird that. They go through all of this and it's like, yeah. Yeah. We're not doing that anymore. I mean,
1: it's WWE's fault for putting him in those stupid costumes and giving him the stupid names. We all knew who they were. Yeah. Like, I thought Slapjack
0: was a great name. Did you? No. I didn't even <laughs> think it was a good name for a finisher, Stevie Ray. <laughs> Well, that what's what sucks about it is, is Shane Thorne is such a good talent. Yeah, that it, it sucks that there's always gonna be like that slight stigma. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of no different than like Kane being the fake Diesel, right? Yeah, fake Diesel ain't main event in WrestleMania. No, and and that's what sucks is when you're given a shit gimmick, and people could say, "Oh, it's what you make of it." It's like well, that can be true. Like people are like, well, "Look, at the Undertaker, that was a gimmick." I'm like, "Okay, but that's a gimmick of a." A, like, guy that you basically can't hurt.
1: It's a seven-foot-tall zombie. Right. Who's, like, legit badass. I mean, yeah. He makes that work. But, like, Diesel couldn't have made that work. Right. Like, Kevin Nash couldn't have been Undertaker.
0: Right. Well, I mean, but it's also the same as, like, there was already a Diesel. Right. Like, this, there's no, like, I remember very distinctly when, when Jim Ross was touting Razor Ramones coming back. Right. I was all in because Razor was my guy. Me too. Yeah. And I did not like him in WCW at that yeah. time. And when he, Rick Bogner walked out there on Raw, yeah. I remember thinking, like, this is awful. Yeah. And that really led me more to watching WCW. Yeah. Because of how bad that angle was. Because it's, th- but it's it's almost like as bad as like the finger poke of Doom in a lot of ways of how bad that was. Yeah. Like those horrible angles that you're just like, what were they thinking? Like, yep. What good can come of this? So. Not the retributions in that category, but I'm like, okay, so you take someone like Mia Yim, who's good talent mm-hmm. and has a pretty cool story. Yep, good character. We're gonna call her like Reckoning or something. Yeah, and put her in a, a mask like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, with a little bit of paint around her eyes. It's like, yeah, she still has the blue hair. That's that's it's, Mia Yim, right? You know, it's, it's like pretty obvious. Yeah, I don't know. So when I saw that, it just seemed it, it seemed off to me. I guess
1: right. Well, and, and we all knew that. You know, um, what's-his-face was in there, um, the The main guy. Dominic Dejikovic. Dominic, yeah. It's so hard for me to remember his name. Uh, we all knew that that was him, you know. Um, and it was just like, I don't know, we didn't need it. Like, we didn't need the names. It. I felt like it would have been cooler if they had just ripped off the ski mask and it been those three guys and me Yim. Like, then it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, but, like, giving them these cheesy names and – it's it's like clearly
0: this isn't gonna be long term. Well, that's the problem with building people on NXT to switch them over. If you switch things up, mm-hmm. it's not gonna work. Well, look at look at Keith Lee. Now they've
1: done a good job with Keith Lee as far as building him to be a star. They haven't buried him at all, like which I'm I'm thankful for because he's too good to not put over. Well, because I'm
0: pretty sure didn't he get a clean win on Orton? Yeah, and now Orton's the and, champion, and he's still he he got he went
1: over on Elias, which uh, that's not a huge deal, but like he went over on Elias. Uh, just this past monday and i mean he's doing good things but like they changed his look they changed his music i mean they're they wwe always has to put their stamp on things and sometimes it works out most of the time it does not though Mm -hmm.
0: well that's the thing is like was there an issue before like on his music or his look i didn't
1: think so. no i mean keith lee was rapping his own music his look was his look. He I mean he's a grizzly bear looking dude who is wearing biker shorts. It's it's different, but that's but to that's me him.
0: that's the uh what's what makes him special though. Right. When you see a guy who's probably what 3 300 320, I mean he's a big yeah, man. I I am I'm, I'm pushing 270 breaker. I'm sure he's more closer to 400. I don't think he's 400. I, I bet he's pretty close. I don't know. 350 think he's... at least. Okay, okay, but let's let's say, let's say 350. But He's a big guy, and he's doing leap frogs and drop downs right. and all yeah. that stuff. That's to me what makes him special. Yeah, because those moves aren't that special when you're, you know, 170 pounds. Right. But when you're a super heavyweight, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. And that's what makes him special. So you cover up his physique. I mean, yeah, he's still a big guy, but it's like, I don't know. Like it just, it was working for him. So yeah. why change it? Sure. I, I don't know. It just seems weird. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a disappointing thing because I mean, Retribution when you. When you're not a top act and you're doing something goofy like that, it's oh, that's bad.
1: Yeah, and it, you know it does. It, it it reminded me, and I'm sure it reminded a lot of people of a lot of those old mid '90s gimmicks. You know mm-hmm. that it's like like a Friar Ferguson. He lasted what all of two, three weeks, and right. it's like you know. I mean,
0: Abe Knuckleball Shorts, right?
1: And it's like you could say you know you it's what you make of it, but that's really not the case. It's the Dungeon of Doom. Right. I mean, it's just, it's really not the case when it's like, there is a line of just, that's just a little too shitty, guys.
0: Well, if you remember the Dungeon of Doom, when they first started, they feuded with Hogan, and it was like Earthquake and Kamala and Ming, guys that had worked Hogan before. Sure. And then all of a sudden, like, Hogan stopped working with them, and like, you know, more guys joined up, but it was like, now they're a mid-card act. It's like, yeah. Not people aren't like oh man the dungeon of, you know it's like this this is stupid right you know? so I feel like that's kind of what's happening with retribution so we'll see I yeah mean, they may get back on track hopefully uh, AEW has announced that they're now selling their first like five pay per views on DVD on shopAEW.com. aew.com uh, that's a big complaint I've had for a long time I love the fact that they have DVD that they have these pay per views but I want some rewatchability and um, yep. <sighs> I don't know if DVDs is the answer hmm. but at least it's something so. What's your thoughts on this man
1: uh it is it, at least it's something but i am still of the mindset that why not just start a network yeah you know why not just start a streaming channel i mean i I think back you know we've talked about that before and we we were like well I mean they don't they're only a year old they don't have much in their you know archives, but I think of like you know look at um was it, was it DC Universe when it first started? And I know it's tanking right now, and it's pretty much gone, and that's probably a bad example, but it was very limited when you first got onto it. I mean, you could read the comics and stuff like that, but they didn't have much.
0: Yeah, but even but trying like, to read them on there was kind of weird.
1: Right. But AEW, though, they're having new shows every week. They are having pay-per-views every couple of months. Every quarter, basically. They have, they have Being the Elite every week. They have AEW Dark every week they're constantly getting new stuff and so i think for them to have a network isn't necessarily a bad thing because in 2 to 3 years they'll have quite the archives and on top of that if they have their own network they could start doing more shows give people the freedom like like i would love to see the adventures of Jurassic Express you know what i mean like just some goofy shit you know i mean well i
0: think uh, Brandy Rose doesn't she do like a shot of brandy it's like a cooking show right I, do that on there because I mean, that that would also bring in the female appeal. Oh, it's also a variety; it's different, right?
1: And so I'm not that not that men don't care about cooking, but I mean, like I know Dude, Brady's those, really men, into
0: those tasty things on Facebook. I, I, I
1: watch them all the time. I love watching those. I
0: am I'm I'm like, like, there's no way I'll cook this, but I love watching it. Right?
1: Yeah, I actually follow quite a few like little little chefs and stuff on Facebook. I mean, never cook, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think stuff like that would be would be great. And so why not? I mean. DVDs are great, but it's a uh
0: it's kind of an archaic way to go. It is. And you know, like you were talking about all these shows that they can do Being the Elite, a shot of Brandy if they chose AEW Dark, AEW Dynamite, yeah. plus pay per views. Yeah. The thing about a network, when the WWE network launched, what they touted was all this archival footage. Right. How much of that do you actually watch? Not much. Right. And I mean great It's great that it's there. I love that it's there and i mean there's nothing better than like let's watch halloween havoc 93. sure that that's awesome i dig that aspect but i still think the thing that keeps the network rolling is that new content update yes yes and when it's like there's a new you know broken skull sessions or there's a new documentary or there's a new whatever yeah that's what keeps the show rolling so if aew have their own streaming service and they did that like number one they could start immediately two more youtube style shows with people like you brought up yeah. jurassic express i think a kenny omega involving video games would be great he's yeah. a big he's a big gamer. take people yeah. that do stuff that are big into that not to mention interview podcast type series like yes there's aew unrestricted that tony Schiavone and aubrey mm-hmm. edwards do mm-hmm. that would be great on there. let jericho do the talk is jericho show on there or or yeah or some form yeah. of it right I mean, there's so many things that you can do. Um, Hangman Page doing like, you know, beer tasting across the country. Right. I mean, not across the country, but, you know, because you can't really travel as right. much now, but something like that. just yeah. trying new beers because that's, yeah. that's his thing. Different people doing different things. And like, you have so many creative guys on that roster.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Miro would be another one. He's right. doing Twitch. Like, let him be on there. Yeah. You know, um, so many different things that you could do. I think it would be great. And I think that that's definitely something that you look forward to.
1: Absolutely, it is. I mean, hopefully they get there soon.
0: I hope so. Uh, some sad news. Uh, just today, as we record this, uh, we lost another you know, wrestling legend. Tracy Smothers passed away. Uh, Tracy had a long battle with cancer. I think he beat it once, but it came back on him. And mm-hmm. he had some issues with his heart and stuff like that. So he uh, he passed away today. He was 58. You know, Tracy, I think some people may list. I hope everyone knows who he is, but he never really hit that upper echelon as, like, a top guy. Yeah. But he... Helped so many people along the way. Like seeing my my Twitter feed is just nothing. But rest in peace, Tracy Smothers. I remember this time you helped me. I remember this time you helped this. I mean, he was just that's who he was. And yeah. you know, I think it's just a sad day when a when a a great like that goes. You know, absolutely. So definitely rest in peace to Tracy Smothers. Uh, anyway, big Underscore Bane, what do you say we dive into a little bit of movie talk here? Let's do it.
2: This is. Break up and bait up at the movies yo yeah, this is Wake up and bait up at the movies yo yeah, this is Wake up and bait up at the movies yo yeah, this is Break up and bait up at the movies yo yeah. All right fellas
1: Go ahead and take it from here What you got now
0: I'll tell you what I got now. Boy, Travis Fowler really, he nailed that one, did he know? He did, yeah, <laughs> he did. I, I left it in there for everybody to hear. Yeah, well, I was going to like kick it over, and I was like, hey, you, you just nailed it. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. yeah, we don't even need the music. Don't even need it. Um, Animaniacs is coming to Hulu in November. We've talked about that um, quite a bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, Animaniacs was a fixture of my 90s, like cartoon watching days. Oh, yeah. Um, You're a big Freakazoid fan. They're kind of in the same universe. Uh, I just was reading today that they're looking to bring back Tiny Toons to Hulu as well. Yeah. Um, I I love Tiny Toons as well. And it was kind of in that same vein of like a little bit of an over-the-top cartoon. Yep. Did some kind of goofy stuff. But I don't remember liking Tiny Toons as much, but I definitely did like it. It
1: wasn't as good. It was definitely more of a kid's show than Animaniacs was. Yeah. But it was still fun.
0: Yeah, I think and I think those shows, what they did, though, is they did a, a really good job of the parent that's watching with their kid could also be entertained without the kid realizing what's entertaining them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and all that stuff. Like, I, I think this is great, but I, I was saying to you before we started recording, this has got to be good news for you in the sense of, like, if they're bringing this back, if they're bringing back Animaniacs, Freakazoid's got to be in the discussion. It has to be, but I would assume it's probably
1: down the line past Pinky and the Brain and maybe... Well, Pinky
0: and the Brain are going to be on Animaniacs.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Because remember, they were on that first before they had their yeah, own show.
1: that's right. So, I mean, I maybe maybe it is good they're going to have talks about that. I, I would love to see it um, and him finally getting his own figure after all these years. Even though it was that little tiny two-inch, three-inch figure, that's still... I mean, him finally getting his own figure is pretty awesome i mean so i i don't know hopefully there's more of a demand than than we think and uh you know i found out just recently i told you off air that uh, some of big chuck's friends are freakazoid fans so
0: i, I wouldn't go based uh, on what he
1: says though good god once again a suck it chuck and <laughs> um, your face but uh, but yeah so i mean hopefully there's more of a demand than we think and i would love to see freakazoid return because i think he was so ahead of his time, right? Back then, and I can still sit down and enjoy a Freakazoid show, not just because it's nostalgic, but because it's legitimately, legitimately funny to me. And so, I think it would do really well in this day and age.
0: No, I, I definitely agree, and I think it would be one of those things where if they're going to put up Animaniacs on Hulu, I, and I, I don't have Hulu at the moment, so I can't check, but I would hope that they put the classic episodes up as well. Yeah, and same with Tiny Toons, and yep. and you know, dope. The classic freakazoid. See what people, how they react to them. If they're into them, then, like, hey, let's maybe think about doing this, too.
1: Well, and I think, you know, I think about, like, a lot of old shows. You know, like, I think of The Office. I know it's not that old, but, I mean, realistically, it's pretty old now. I mean, mean, it
0: started in 05, so it's 15 years old.
1: Right. And so I think about, like, things like that. But it has all this new fan base because... It's on Netflix, and it's highly promoted on Netflix. I mean, not to say that Freakazoid deserves to be highly promoted. It only went two seasons. But, like, if you put it out there and just feature it for a week or two, just see what people think, you know? Because, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be people like, Freakazoid, what the hell is that? Watch an episode or two. Right. You know? I mean, I I, I think that's the only way to get it out there and let let people get the fandom back.
0: I'll tell you this. um, When Cobra Kai first hit on YouTube, my dad watched the first two episodes because they were free. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, "You gotta watch this." And I was like, "Eh, I'm not a big Karate Kid fan. I mean, yeah. it was okay, but it's not not really my deal." Right. Oh, you gotta watch it. It's so good. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll check it out at some point. Anyway, so a few months later, season two had come out. I still hadn't really watched it and didn't mm-hmm. really care that much. And then they had season one on Vudu for six dollars on sale. Oh wow! I'll go and check it out. And see what see how see how this is. Yeah, and. I was freaking like, this is amazing. I love this show. Yeah. Immediately bought season two and then was waiting on season three and then of course Netflix picks it up and we know it's coming out in January. Sure. My point with that is that show made me want to watch the original Karate Kid. Right. Because of how good that show is. Right. Because I think it's... I mean, I even told you about it and I could tell you're like, oh, okay, I'll check it out but probably didn't think it was as good as it actually is. Yeah. Because it's an amazing show. Yeah. I've went back and watched it a second time because it's that good. It's like one of those shows where you can continually watch and, Mm -hmm. like, you forget how nerdy that main kid is and, like, the kids are calling him Rhea because he's buying Pepto-Bismol and stuff like that. Like, all the things that happen, like, there's so much to it. So, to me, I think, you know, stuff like Freakazoid and stuff, that could could bring a whole new... Like, if you do a new cartoon for a new generation, that could bring a whole new fandom to what they've done in the past. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And I I honestly think Freakazoid would, would fit right in with the cartoon's that are out now Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's because it's that kind of chaotic right like um knowing what it is breaking the fourth wall type thing i mean like i've always said freakazoid was deadpool before deadpool was famous sure and and that's legitimately the truth if you go back and watch a lot of those episodes he's very self-aware you know he treats everything like he's on a on an actor's set you know i mean there's plenty of times where he like couple of times in certain episodes where he yells cut and then like talks to the director and shit like that you know what i mean like he he's very it's just it's just it's poking fun at that type of stuff and right. i i think it would fit right in with with cartoons today
0: yeah which i think that's that's really cool so i'm looking forward to animaniacs and tiny Toons. yes showing back up soon well what do you say we dive into a little bit of toy talk here let's do it here we go open the box. A- it's the part of the show where your
1: remain. Do a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's
0: the part of the show where your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. Well, Big Underscore Band, we're kind of dive into some wrestling figures this week. I think a lot of people will be excited about that. Ringside Collectibles showed new uh, mint-on card images for the WrestleMania Elites, uh, which these include parts for a build the figure um, Paul Ellering with Rocco. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that Rocco was so short lived. That's kind of crazy that they're putting him in figure form. I think. Yeah. But uh, first one we got is China, which is in her WrestleMania 17 gear, the purple gear with the women's title, and uh, Rocco. So that's super offsetting to me to see China and then a ventriloquist dummy in the same package. Oh yeah. Yep. Very very weird. But great figure.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I think I think you really have to notice that little build a figure thing at the bottom corner to to understand what's going
0: on here. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Goldberg. Comes with a blue Universal title. Is this the first blue Universal they've done? It could be. I I, mean, don't, I it, don't. I don't know right offhand. They may have done that already, but uh, this is kind of like current day Goldberg, which I think is fun. You get the gray beard, old man Goldberg, as I like to say. Yep. Comes with a Paul Ellering head, which is a little offsetting as well. Yep. You know, because if you don't know, you don't know uh sean michaels this is actually my favorite figure of the set wrestlemania 9 i love this one i love that look of Shawn michaels super cool
1: yes i agree that was like his early version of the heartbreak kid and, and honestly
0: probably my favorite version of the heartbreak kid agreed i love that one and then uh edge this is from the, sh- the hardcore street fight with uh, mick foley so he's kind of got like the the loose fitting pants and the work vest and stuff and the baseball bat uh, not a great one. It's okay. What is that? What is that face? That is not Edge's face. Yeah, a lot of people were kind of complaining about that. They're like, "Who the hell is that?" You know. Yeah, and why is that bat bent? Yeah, I was wondering that too. I don't know if let's, it was just packaged badly or what.
1: Let's not complain about AEW when uh when WWE is throwing in bent bats. You don't
0: have bent bats.
1: I don't have bat. Ain't nothing about me that's
0: bent, pal. <laughs> Uh, we also see images for Elite 81. Um, also, too, um, every year they change the box coloring a little bit, or they change them a little bit. Last year they were red. This year they're white, kind of trimmed in red, so I think it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, first up, we got Bianca Belair. Um, I think it's a pretty good figure. Yeah. not. I mean, nothing I would pick up, but not, not too bad. Uh, we got uh, Montez Ford from the Street Profits. I think that's a really good figure, actually. Uh, I, really, I really dig that one. Got a lot of cool accessories there. Uh, Angelo Dawkins. Um, the other member of the street profits is a fun one, got his, uh, extra hands and all that good stuff. Uh, may young, this is the uh, collector's edition. This is a fun one. I think that's, what's fun about the collector's editions. It's like those figures that they think may not necessarily sell super well in the main line, but you know, it gets may young in the line, which I think is cool. Right?
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming that this is like a smaller run for these collector ones.
0: They're basically only available. Usually the legend people are available in Walmart's. Like if it's like an NXT person, mm-hmm. you know, they're available, like Cash Sono, they're available at Target. Okay. Um, next up, uh, Stunning Steve Austin, my favorite figure of the set. Got the WCW tag title, which is the first time ever, the Hollywood Blondes vest and the uh, clackboard, I think is what they called it. Yeah. Um, the fact we don't have Pillman breaks my heart, but I love that figure.
1: Yeah, it's a great figure, and seeing Steve with hair is so weird to it's me.
0: Not the same guy at all.
1: It's not. Um, it Even the figure makes it just look so much different. But
0: Then we got The Rock uh, kind of in his workout attire, and I could be wrong here, but I believe this is the first figure with the updated Brahma Bull tattoo.
1: Well, and I was actually about to complain about this figure, how messed up his tattoo looks, and then I was like, oh, wait, no, that's the updated Brahma. I thought... I was thinking that was like a Samoan tattoo on that arm, and then I was like, "Nope, that's the updated Brahma Bull." So never mind, because yeah. I was
0: about to complain about how it's not covering the whole shoulder. Yeah, and I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of just like figures and like workout clothes, but like this works for the Rock, I think. Yeah, and that's generally how he
1: shows up when he's there. Right. So I mean, because he doesn't really wrestle anymore, so like I mean, that's it makes
0: sense. Uh, then we got uh, Shinsuke Nakamura with the Intercontinental Championship, the new updated version. I don't know if this has been in the line yet either. I think it may have once or twice, but it's still fairly new. And if you click over, there's a chase version. How does the toy version of the Intercontinental title look better than the real version? Mattel or Geniuses, I guess. It actually does look pretty good. I don't hate that belt. I just like that classic look better. That's my opinion. Yeah. Well, my my issue
1: with the new version of the Intercontinental title it has always just been those two globes on the outside. Yeah. And it seems like with this toy, I don't know if maybe they just didn't have enough space. It looks like they almost cut it down a little bit to yeah. where it's more like just part of the design instead of just two separate globes. Yeah. I don't know. That just That's always been off-putting to me, seeing those, because like, it makes it way too wide and too short, you know?
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, you got a favorite
1: figure out of any of those? Um, I really like that Shinsuke. I like that blue and black gear. But uh, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I'm kind of kind of with you, that Angelo Dawkins. Can't beat it. Good God. <laughs> Good no, that,
2: God. that
1: stunning Steve Austin, man, is definitely going to be the one. I mean, that's – Yeah. And not only that, seeing that tag team title. Oh, yeah. That's the first time I've seen that WCW tag team title. So I'm incredibly stoked about that. Yeah. Um, there was something I was wanting to ask you about it. If you go to the scroll to the top, you see those uh ring cart. Uh, yeah. WrestleManias are those coming soon? What is the? Those are
0: available. Those are Ringside available now. now, and it's just Macho Man and Andre, but they both have the the ring cart. You know, the ring cart's kind of a, a weird thing because those only appeared at two different WrestleManias. But yeah, that that to me was always kind of a fun thing to see. Well, and I also feel like that's something that
1: collectors have been begging for sure. for a while, and so it's good to see that they are actually
0: <coughs> getting them. Um, There's a guy on Twitter that actually makes those. With, yeah, I with, remember that with yeah. uh, a 3D printer. So I think it's smart of Mattel to do them, and you know, I think it's great.
1: I think it's good too, and it looks like the figures are just basics, but I mean, still, yeah, that's worth it to get the ring
0: cart. Yeah, you know? yeah, I agree. I think it's I think it's a super fun thing. Absolutely. Uh, what do you say we uh, we dive into this WTF story? And boy, do we have a WTF story! Let's do it. <laughs> Well, in my world, the world of 10,000 lakes here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where I am the governor, I see a lot of things that make you say WTF. A lot of things that make you go off the grid, from alien invasions at Area 51 to all kind of conspiracy theories. I'm the governor. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, and these are things that make you say WTF. Back to you, Gino Monsoon. Thanks, Governor. Shout out to the Gov. Uh, so this one, Big Underscore Band, you actually had not seen this before we podcasted, but I wanted to show you. Uh, so a backyard wrestler was born 20 years ago. Yes. And decided never to do anything athletic in his entire life. 20 years later, today, he decides, hey, I'm going to be a backyard wrestler, jump up on the second rope and jump down and break both my knees. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't even look possible what he does. Yeah.
1: It's uh, It looked like he turned around. Yeah. When he jumped off that second rope, uh the funniest thing to me was that it, he did the Sting yell
0: when and it, he was Ed, with the Wolfpack music with playing. With the Wolfpack
1: music playing and and I didn't get a good look, but did he have face paint on like he was actually trying to be Wolfpack Sting? I hope he did. I hope he did too. And all I got to say is you just don't turn your back on the Wolfpack cuz you might wind up in a might bag. wind up in a body bag. <laughs> and uh I I this guy apparently did turn his back on the wolf pack I mean he also turned his back on his knees. good God
0: yeah uh, that it doesn't it's definitely a worse break than Sid
1: yeah which is saying something yeah it looked like he bit his knees normally
0: that's how bad it looked like he was sitting in a chair yeah but the other way yeah it was terrible yeah I uh, I don't even know what to say about it if you have not seen it it's out there yep um I guess old Russell botch. Kind of got some heat for posting it without like a warning. Oh come on! And so and so then he he posted like, have you seen like the worst chair shot ever from Hogan? Where it's like barely touches. Dink. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, sorry about that. Here's the worst chair shot from Hulk Hogan. Uh, yeah, tink. That's yeah, just. It's like the tink heard around the world. Yeah, it's like a love pat. It's so bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna kick Goldberg's
2: <laughs>
1: Bopped! I mean. It, at that point, just don't use a chair, you know? No. I mean... Well, that's
0: why I've never liked, like, weird weapons, like a sledgehammer. Yeah. It's like, come on.
1: Come well, because, you know, in real life, that person would be dead. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. And so, it's, uh, I mean, it, the, the thought of, the idea of a sledgehammer when it first came about was, like, cool to me, because, like, you know, most of the time you're going to miss, you know? Right. And so, like, I think is. I think that was okay when it missed, but when they started actually, like doing the gut shots and stuff like that. I was like, "Ah." That's
0: why I like the kendo stick because it hurts. And you can see that it hurts. And it leaves welds and <laughs> yes. stuff. Like, so I'm like, I'm okay with that. But like, yeah, those really over-the-top weapons, it's like, I mean, if you're going to pull out a sledgehammer, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to pull out your freaking nail gun. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't right. really work for wrestling. So. I like, uh, I
1: like Bray Wyatt's giant hammer that he has now, though, because that's just so ridiculous. The mallet. Yeah, but like, I think he actually has that on the uh, battlegrounds game. Does he? I think that's. I think that's fun, but like, I don't know. Stuff like freaking sledgehammers and I don't know, like chainsaws. I know that was never used as a weapon, but when Chainsaw Charlie had his, I mean, yeah. it's
0: like ugh, you know, you know, they're not really going to use that. It's too much. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. Anyway, let's uh, let's take a break. Let's get John Webb back on the show, and then we'll be back to close it up. Boom! It's
1: time for the interview segment on Breaker and Bane's
0: Power Hour. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here with part two. From John Webb, John, last week we kind of we touched on a lot of different stuff, man. We touched on uh, wrestling in Italy and uh, becoming a father for the first time and you know, just things about maybe the independent wrestling circuits in certain areas that you're not a huge fan of and we kind of wrapped, <laughs> <laughs> wrapped it up with um, opinions on certain things in wrestling, which I, I think is fun. And actually, I'm going to start off this week. I'm going to throw a couple of them at you.
3: Oh, um, okay, shit.
0: Yeah, here we go. All-time favorite tag team.
3: Uh, the opinion based again, yeah. Of course, yeah. Uh, oh man, um, tag team. I, I think again, just because it's it's a generational thing, and, and what I was, you know, quote unquote, brought up on. I think I I'm gonna have to go for me personally to Hardys.
0: the Hardys. Hardys, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, even, I mean they're still around today, obviously, and still you know, huge stars even though they're in different companies. But yeah. I always I always kind of like my first thoughts always the Road Warriors. Excuse me, the Legion yeah. of Doom, but and it's not even so much that I'm like, man, those guys are so good, but it was something about that look. Like it's hard not to it's hard not to be a fan of that, you know, like two crazy well, looking dudes, hey, face paint, shoulder pads, like it was a unique look. So th- those will always be in the in that category. But I'm actually a huge, huge fan of the Hollywood Blondes, too. I think they're a team that doesn't get uh, the credit they deserve. And, you know, we were talking about Stone Cold last week. But um, a few years ago, I, I got into watching some older WCW. And I was watching a lot of Hollywood Blondes. And I, I realized at that point how good Steve Austin, before he was Stone Cold, was in the ring. Like, he was just a really good worker.
3: Right. Well, uh, you know, I think that's what... A lot of people don't realize is you, you know, you go back and you look at pre WWE, F, WCW, and you look at a lot of the, you know, your favorite wrestlers, and you always tend to see a completely different side to them. Like, um, I know watching clips, I think I'm pretty sure it was maybe Big Show was down in OVW. And he's doing like drop kicks and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like I would not want to get hit by that. But I mean, I don't know that you ever saw him do it on raw. So he did a couple it, on it, nitro
0: it, when he was the giant, like randomly, he did a couple of random things like that. And it was, I think it was always for him to show that he could do it. Not that he needed to do it, you know? Right. Cause you'll always have people say, you're too big. You don't need to do that. And it's, and I, I get that cause he doesn't, but it's the whole purpose of like, he's seven foot tall doing a drop kick. That, that's crazy.
3: Well, and, you know, I, me and you have had this conversation before, um, personally, and, and I gave you my opinion once, uh, whether you remember or cared to even listen to it. Uh, on the <laughs> Probably. <laughs> on what I thought you really needed, um, and it was, you would do the, uh, you're on the apron, you would do the, like, the slingshot elbow,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and I, like, that always... We get the crowd because you know i would sit and watch your matches and and i would watch the crowd's reaction to the things you're doing and i mean you're such a big guy and you know it's all about creating moments and people don't expect to see that moment from you right and well it also looks like i crushed the guy you know you started doing the uh like the shotgun drop kick Mm -hmm. and uh, I believe you. You caught me with that once or twice. A, not fun. B, <laughs> <laughs> people lost it over it, and and that's exactly what I was meaning. Like, did he need to? No, but I mean, what a moment to see a guy that big doing something like that. He didn't need to, but he's creating something.
0: Well, that and that goes to like someone my size, could I get away with doing a lariat for a finish? Probably, right? Like I think most people would buy it. But it's like you said, it's that thing of like, whoa, like that's that's not something we expected to see. So, but also too, like you were talking last week about different guys and complaining about not being where they need to be sometimes i think it's the biggest thing in wrestling is just showing them something different you know especially like william regal used to always tell us and i'm sure you heard it like if you're not nine feet tall or have two heads you're going to have to do something that makes you stand out and i don't know how many times i've seen just a average size guy that's an average worker and i'm like there's nothing wrong with anything he's doing but no one's going to pay money to see him probably unless you happen to be like the absolute very best there is, and you're not. So that's, that's a lot of people. So it's, it's that thing of like, for me, I always, like, when I moved to Oklahoma, one thing I tried to do in every match was do something different, like something, and not every match, but if I had a match with someone who I thought I could, I could have a good match with, I'm like, I'm going to try to do something a little bit different tonight, just to see if I feel or sense something different. Do I sense a different reaction? Do I sense a different... Um Whatever, I, I just want to try something a little bit different that I haven't done before to see to see what happens you know and that's kind of like the whole practice before you get to a a big stage. A lot of that was the shotgun drop kick, you know like okay, I want to do this in Japan. The first night I did it in New Japan, Lance Archer was backstage and if you remember right he was he kind of took a liking to us when we were in NOAA and he came up to me because he just happened to be backstage visiting and he goes, You popped everybody with that. I was like, Really? He goes, Yes. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. I may have something, you know? And then that's one of those things I'm like, No one there has probably seen me work. All of a sudden they see this big dude run across and drop kick a dude across the ring. It did get a reaction and and it got a locker room reaction. Now, I'm not the type that's like, Oh, I want to pop the boys. That's never been a goal of mine. But I think when you do and you pop the audience, you've done something right.
3: Well, and I think in in that regard, there's a difference between um, popping the boys just to to do it and popping them because they're impressed by something you did, which Mm -hmm. I think is probably more um, the realm of what happened for you is it wasn't I'm just going to go out and do a 630 to the floor to get a reaction. It was a genuine like, oh, shit. Look at this guy. Yeah. So that that's kind of cool. I do. I don't think you've ever told me that story before. So that's that's cool. Um. I think.
0: Well, and I also knew he was not the type to make that up. You know, he would have. He wouldn't have told me that if it didn't happen.
3: Right. The the thing about it is though, whenever you look at this, like you look at a team like uh, Shane and Mikey, Mm -hmm. right? And and I think if I'm not saying Shane wasn't like, a powerful wrestler, because he he was. But he also did a lot more of the flashy stuff than Mikey would do. And I remember, um, I want... Mikey, I think it was one of his first matches back uh, when he went to New Japan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe I'd seen it before and just forgot. I don't know. But he he busted out a moonsault, and I was just like, holy shit. Like, that was awesome. Again, it it was just a cool moment, and I remembered it, uh, you know, enough to talk about it now because that's already been how long since that happened. Right. But it was just it was cool to see him do that opposed to you know, I think traditionally we'd probably see Shane doing something like that while Mikey just beats their head in.
0: uh, Well, it's a classic case of you know you get the guy that's more of the sizzle and the guy that's more of the steak, but as a team they complement each other. So, and it may be a thing of like, well, whose moonsault looks better. Well, Shane's looks better. So let's let him do it type of thing, you know, and him giving and him being that type of guy to, to step back to let Shane do that thinking like, but I'll, I'll get over doing this instead, you know? And that's like, like me, like I can't anything I do off the top rope is probably not going to look as good as like some, some of you guys. But um, at the same time, like, if you do a power bomb, it's not going to look as good as when I do it, right? I mean, there's that give and take, so you have to kind of think of like, in terms of what you're trying
3: to do for the for the show as well. Well, but I think there's a, there's an alternate side to that, though, right? Because yeah, yours may not look as good as mine, but no one's going to expect you to do it. Being a smaller guy, everyone expects me to do that stuff. They're waiting that's kind for us, right? Yeah, that's I've kind of got away from it. Doing a lot of the stuff I used to do, just because I already—I I, maybe it's a detriment to myself, I don't know—but I already know they're looking for it, so that's why I don't want to be that obvious in the things I do. I guess um, I don't know. I—it's—it's it's one of those things. I, you know, a few years ago, I caught a massive amount of heat along with another one of our friends uh, at a show you were at um, because I choke slammed him. Oh, that's and. Right. I remember one of the biggest proponents to the heat was you guys shouldn't do that. He's way bigger than you. You know, you have to learn to to work within your moveset and you know, your size and blah 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 fucking blah.
0: Real real quick though, and I could be wrong, was that the show that was at like the fair?
3: Yeah, we were in a baseball diamond.
0: I mean it was like I'm not saying it's a goof-off show, but kind of it is, right? Right. Yeah,
3: okay. That's right. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't two months later. The, the, the guy that was so upset with me doing that works a show I'm on. And what do I see him do? Because he's a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. I see him climb up to the top rope and hit a big crossbody on a guy. Right. I'm not saying he can't do that. I'm just saying learn to work in your own fucking moveset. And don't steal my shit if you're already expecting me to do it. Because, you know, what's one of the, the, the don't do something that's already happened in another match thing? Well, what if I'm after you? Right. You just took one of my things. Right. But you're going to get pissed at me for chokes. Get the fuck out of here. That's honestly one big part of the reason why I slowed down with wrestling so much. There's too much bullshit in it, man.
0: There is. Well, just, there's so much of like that. Here's my opinion. And I'm gonna throw it at you like it's fact, but it's not. You know, like at the end of the day, like the hurricane did the choke slam too, right? I, I mean, Triple H took it. I remember that. So it's yeah. it's it's a ha ha spot. Who cares?
3: Right, and that's that's just one of the big reasons why I just I don't know. I, it, people in the wrestling business are the first ones to take the fun out of being in the wrestling business sure and it's just it, it almost seems not worth it i think for me because of those people no, because I, I I, why, why do you want to why do you want to surround yourself with fucking negative ass people you don't right no and so, that's
0: and that's a big thing for me over the last few years i mean you know some of this i i i did um get away from negative people or people that I felt brought me down because bad character corrupts good company you know like it it always can happen if you're around people who are negative and 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 fill your head with stuff it can easily happen to anybody and all of a sudden you end up with like a, a terrible attitude too or you end up mad at this or mad at that and and there's no reason for it. Um, but to kind of to kind of shift gears to something, you know, you talked about kind of wrestling, you know, certain elements of it don't really make you happy anymore. Are you still a fan in the sense that you enjoy watching it on TV? Like, are you watching it at all? Do you watch it a little bit? Do you catch it here and there? How's that going?
3: No, I don't watch wrestling really at all. Um, I keep up on Japan because yeah. I like the style. Um, I like the guys most, you know. A lot of them I'm friends with, so I I, I keep up on that. Um, U.S. stuff, no, not really. I I, I I watch wrestling via Twitter these days, and that's kind of you know if I I don't feel like wasting three hours of my night sitting through a show to see nothing when I can at ten twenty check Twitter and then go back and watch it if something worth watching actually happened. Right. That's kind of where my life is with it.
0: Do you think you would have been that way if you hadn't got in the business? Because I think about that a lot because before I became a wrestler, Monday Night Raw was destination television, you know, SmackDown. Yeah. Destination television. I could not miss an episode. If I wasn't going to be home, I had to tape it. And I couldn't tell you the last time I watched Monday Night Raw. Like, it was. it's probably been like since I actually sat down and tried to watch it was when I was in developmental. So like 2012, 2013, like, and that's no lie. It's been that long.
3: Um, I just, for me, it's like, I know everybody's like trying hard and every, you know, it's nothing against the people they have. It's just none of the people they have and the stories they have are, are appealing to me, I think is one of the biggest parts of it. Um, I don't know. I I think it's because we're all you know bookers in our own head to a degree, whether we, we're we in the business this, or not. This
0: could be better if we did this. This would be better if they did that. Why did they waste yeah. that guy? Why did they book it that way? You know? Yeah.
3: And and I think they make a lot of moves that um, just aren't for me. Like you look at you want to look at somebody they have on their roster, right? That is just absolutely amazing in my opinion and i i followed him on the indies quite a bit and i was super excited when he got signed and i've been nothing but let down since is apollo cruz sure he's so good and they do nothing with him well and and what's funny is
0: he debuted on nxt at that nxt show that seth was on the, the brooklyn one Mm -hmm. and that was in 2015 so that was five years ago that would be like austin debuting in 96 and you know getting a push in 2001 when he's about done right i mean like to put that in perspective that's a long time to do nothing with somebody
3: you know and no offense to him i he's just not my cup of tea um i'm sure he's a a fantastic person i don't know him never even met him but you know, then I see they they're constantly pushing uh, like Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. and I'm like, <laughs> come on, like if if you're if you're pushing a narrative there, at least push it with somebody that's like fun to watch. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it, you know, it's it's one of those things where I've thought this, and I don't know if you've ever had this thought. But you look at like Apollo Cruz is a good example. I think Heath Slater was a good example, and there, there's others, but. It's like someone like Heath Slater, who I think was a good talker. I thought he was good in the ring. I I didn't really see any. I thought he was incredibly entertaining. But he was so badly used for so long, it's almost hard to ever imagine him in a top spot. You know, like if all of a sudden they gave him a big push and he started beating top guys, and like maybe one week he beats a top guy, and the next week he beats a top guy, and then next thing you know he's, you know, a serious contender for the intercontinental title, and he wins that it 's hard for me to buy that because he's been so booked he 's been badly booked for so long where it's like really the guy that was jobbing for six years nah you know what I mean like you kind of think they've, they've they've done so much damage in that time. this guy's not a top
3: guy so I want to hit you with something because this is something me and you have genuinely never spoken about to my knowledge and um i'm really interested on your take on it um so you know a while ago i said that i they're they're clearly pushing a narrative there what's your take on the uh the black wrestlers matter uh movement that's been going on as of late
0: um so my my opinion i don't want to i don't want to upset anybody with with this topic but i don't think it's right to push something because of a narrative I think like Kofi Kingston's a great example of they pushed a guy that deserved it when he got it you know like Kofi I think had always been viewed as the good match guy um, before he got that WWE title match and it was all of a sudden he kind of I think Mustafa Ali got hurt and Kofi got put into that spot and it kind of just happened organically and all of a sudden people were getting behind him and Then you have Vince come out and be the heel, like, that's not going to happen. And then I heard behind the scenes, Daniel Bryan really pushed for that to be the Mania match. And in my opinion, that should have been the main event. Because that match had more of a story and a feel-good moment than anything else. But they had so, at that that particular year, they had pushed so hard for the women's revolution, the women's revolution, the women's revolution, that that kind of had to be the main event. Whereas I'm like to me, it never felt like that was supposed to be like, it wasn't like this match is so big. It's got to be the main event. It was just, we're making it the main event because we want to make history as opposed to this just happening organically. And I feel like that's the case with almost any political thing where you do something just to do something. It's like, but that's not the, that's not the right answer in my opinion. Like, Push people that are good, that deserve it. And it shouldn't matter, you know, anything along those lines. If if they're a good worker, if the crowd's into them, if the story makes sense, go with it. Like Keith Lee, I think, is a great example. He comes in. He's a big dude. He moves super athletically. And he beat Randy Orton clean on pay-per-view. like, that's great. You made a star in one night. But I also heard, I I mean, again, I'm not watching as closely, kind of like you. But they changed his gear. They changed his music. So it's like... He was working before. Why did you have to change it? You know, like, let him just be Keith Lee. Yeah, he's a bigger guy, but that's part of, to me, his appeal is the fact that he is doing drop downs and leapfrogs when he's 300 plus pounds.
3: Right. Well, I I think for me, like, I, I don't know. I thought because there was a show um, they did. Was it in Iowa? Ah, God, I don't I don't want to be wrong on that because I can't remember where it was, but I think it was in Iowa. And, and that was the whole concept of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. I, I knew a lot of the people on the show. And I think, uh, I don't know that you've met many of the, the St. Louis guys. I met um, some of them, yeah. But like uh, my current tag team partner, Camaro Jackson, he was he was a part of it um and he's so good i mean he just he really is and and that's what i like seeing so much about the show is because you looked at um you know the the quote-unquote bigger net like ach work the show and i mean i have personal thoughts but he's fucking good you can't take it away from him he's sure. really good um so I I don't know I was I thought it was cool I I liked the whole the whole uh, concept and I know like then companies started like uh, sponsoring matches mm-hmm. I started seeing and I thought it was cool to see W L W sponsored one um, and just all the other different companies that uh, put it putting forth support I think I think was pretty cool.
0: No, definitely and I think anything that that's good for for people for the business for whatever like that's that's a good thing you know there's nothing wrong with that and especially the climate we're in now like I think I've always said this before Like, I want wrestling to be successful I mean I'm and I'm, I mean like the industry I want the industry to be successful you know WWE like I don't want any company to go out of business I don't want like I want AEW to be hugely successful I would love impact to become hugely successful I would love New Japan and NOAA and all these um, Japanese companies to become hugely successful. Um, you know, because there is uh, Ring of Honor, another one. You know, I want them to become hugely successful. I know people in almost every major wrestling organization, and I want more people to have work. You know, it's a, it's a thing where, where, like, WWE, I feel like one thing that they've done over the last few years is held on to guys just to keep them from going other places. Yeah, and I don't like that. I like that, you know, so many X WWE guys have debuted in AEW and are making a name for themselves and showing how good they are. I think that's great. But at the same time, I've also heard people say that they are annoyed by that because they're like, "Well, what happened to the AEW original guys? Why aren't why aren't they on TV? Why aren't they on the pay per view? You know, why are we seeing X WWE guys?" And I'm like, "Well, two sides of every coin, I guess. You know, it's everyone's personal opinions and stuff." But I think, you know, like I'm not as Big into wrestling, I think, as I used to be, but I want the industry to be successful.
3: So, I guess here's my question for you: Is like, where where do you stand, wrestling wise? Like, are you uh, are you done? Are you are you content with being done? If so, or is it one of those things where, you know, getting your your life schedule um, in kind of order is it something that you're Looking at continuing on potentially in the future, like where, where do you set?
0: So I, I set very much in like the undecided category because I've never really said I was retired. I always kind of said I was taking a break. But what happened when I took a break, I didn't miss it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I didn't I didn't miss anything about it. And I started to realize like what I liked about wrestling was, you know, like if like let's say I was doing a gateway elite show. It wasn't that I was, like, looking forward to wrestling, you know, uh, whoever that idiot was I wrestled at one time. Like, uh, Ricky something. But it wasn't that I was, like, oh, man, I'm so looking forward to this match. No, it was I was looking forward to hanging out with you guys. That's what I was looking forward to. And that's the part that was fun to me. So, for me... I, f- I felt like I put wrestling first on so many so many levels, you know, I worked jobs that I could Have off on the weekends or get off early if I needed to or or whatever with and usually that that consisted of lower pay and lower benefits if any benefits and things of that nature and There's a there's a guy that I've met before in wrestling Who's like in his probably early 40s? you know lives with his mom type of guy and has talent but it's probably never going to make it and I saw like a post of his one time where he was basically saying like you know AJ Styles he got signed when he was 40 something I can get signed at 40 something I'm thinking like well that's two very different situations and I don't want to be that guy if that makes sense like I don't want to be the guy that's like hoping and dying to make it When I'm in my 40s. So I want the fact that I have a new car. I have a house. I have money in the bank. I have a 401k. That has become more important to me. And I still have fun with wrestling. Like, you know, I haven't had a match in several years now. But like if if an opportunity came around that was like, ooh, that could be fun. I might might entertain the idea. But I don't know. You know what I mean? Like there's also a lot of factors like do I want to get licensed and go through all that crap for one match? No, not really. Do I wanna you know, have to take vacation time or something just for that one match? No, not really. So it'd have to be like something that really that really made me happy because I don't like it, it, the wrestling business is so interesting because there's so much about it that that we don't really predict because I think in our minds, we always have that thought of we're gonna make it to something. And you know, like I can hang my hat on, I did a lot of cool stuff. You know, I I got to go to Japan three times. I had a, a brief run in NXT and stuff, and I and I'm happy with that. At the end of the day, not everybody's going to be a top draw, a top draw. You know, and you know, I also know guys that were in WWE for ten years and didn't do anything. Like they probably made money, but they were never on TV. They were never booked on um, pay per views. They may or may not have had a T-shirt. It's just like I don't want that either. Like that's not the dream. That's not what I signed up for. And so I don't know if that makes sense or if that answers your question, but I I kind of am just in that point. Like if something good happened and I've done like commentary and stuff like that for some of the companies around here and I've enjoyed doing that. But as far as like being super involved, it just, it doesn't really interest me that much.
3: Right. Well, and I think, you know, talking back to our previous conversation, um, the the downside to this double-edged sword of like, i really want japan but what do they look for you know if they bring you once if they bring you twice they're probably going to let you go for a little bit and they want to see what you're doing see what what you can pull off on your own mm-hmm. see what kind of a name you can make for yourself and that's where you know for me when i say man like all, I really want to do is go back to Japan. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it is such a detriment to myself because I'm not doing what I know they're probably were looking for. Sure. So, but now I'm you also have just, a daughter and you're
0: married, right? So, are you are you yeah. driving down to Florida for a small indie show for thirty bucks, or are you spending the weekend with your family? You know, like that's right. That's the other end of it too.
3: Yeah, and so I, from the wrestling standpoint. I've kind of just screwed myself probably out of that ever happening again but the upside for us is that we made such strong connections and you know the the coolest thing is is I could message you know Remy or Marufuji or any of those people you know I say right now if they were awake and they would message me right back and that is i mean first off fantastic because sure that's like one of my wrestling idols that i i know i can just message at any time and i'm friends with and right. if you know we were really going to try to go over for a week um this coming year we talked about it literally last night and decided that we're probably just going to scrap the idea because who knows if all the travel restrictions and all the dumb worldly shit going on right now will even be over by that time. Right. And is it even worth the hassle? Sure. Um, at this point, so maybe maybe the following year. But the coolest thing is, is I'm going be, gonna to be able to go over there, go out with all these people, see a show spend time with them and you know it's i think I might get the same thing out of it plus um they all enjoy my wife which is also a big plus for it she's Mm -hmm. friends with them and it'll be cool to show her that side of of what i got to do um that she wasn't able to be a part of and you know have fun with her in that in that element as well and i don't know i think i think that will i think that's still going to be able to give me the same fulfillment of just being able to go over their work
0: well and also too, you can take her to yoshinoya beef bowl
3: oh dude I, you know they have those out in california
0: i have heard that yes oh uh, yes it's a short that.
3: drive <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: I want a five dollar bowl. I have to I have to travel two thousand miles to get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I have heard that. I wish they'd pop up more. Oh, man, that was that was good stuff. Well, dude, I don't. I don't want to keep you all day. I know you probably got a, a busy day ahead of you. Um, awesome sitting down with you again. I feel like this whole hour just kind of flew by, like super fast.
3: Yeah, it did. We we should do this uh, more. I and agree. then you can just delete the recording because nobody wants to hear it. <laughs>
0: Uh, you got any uh, social media you want to plug let people know where they can find you
3: yeah uh, Twitter, Instagram uh, John Webb, HLE Uh, you can find me there tweet me talk shit, it'll be fun I'll do it back, maybe
0: (laughs) good times Anyway, John, I appreciate you being on man and uh, like I said, hopefully we can do it again before two years this time
3: yeah, I hope so
0: (laughs) I appreciate it buddy yeah. and we're back we're back a uh, big thank you to john webb for being on the show always cool talking with him he actually had not been on in like two years man wow and uh we didn't even notice that so I mean, that shows the impact that john webb has on all of us hey i noticed pal <laughs> i noticed oh japanese
1: john webb you know as many times as he's been on the show do you realize i've only met him once really it's only been that
0: one time where was that at at the the, the compound the tulsa no, show no kidding yeah I think, that? ah, that's right, because the time you came, I think you came to Missouri twice and he wasn't there.
1: Both times, he said, Bane's coming? Nope.
0: <laughs> was that like a monumental thing
1: when you finally met him? You're like, hey. Well, me and him kind of made a big deal about it, you know, but like, I don't think anybody else gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are like taking pictures like, oh, this is right, like yeah. <laughs> once in
0: a lifetime, ladies and gentlemen. Elvis Saliago was like, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Instagram live, Instagram live. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Actually, uh, so next week our guest is going to be my dad. Awesome. Um, so I, I've, I kind of have wanted to podcast with him for a while, and mm-hmm. I, just, I never had. And uh, you know, my dad spent a lot of time, especially in like in the seventies and eighties, mm-hmm. doing uh, full contact martial arts, kind of yeah. before like UFC and things like that. And so I've heard all of his stories, but never like in chronological order. Yeah. So it was really cool, kind of getting him to kind of break everything down. So if you
1: guys didn't know. Papa Breaker is a badass.
0: Definitely. And I. And have, he used to have a badass mustache, too. Yes, he did. And so one of the pictures I found to promote it is him doing a flying sidekick in probably like '83. Mm-hmm. And he's got the stash. Hell yeah. Yeah. So
1: one okay. of these days, he's got to bring it back.
0: Oh, yeah. He for has sure. to. Oh, for sure. So it's. It, well, it's like that, there's something about that dark mustache, like the Dan Severns, Don Fries, where you're just... It's tough looking. Tom Selleck? Yeah. You're like, okay. That yeah, dude. Mike Hagar. Right, yeah.
1: It's tough looking. It is. And your dad's like an imposing guy. He's a big old dude. I mean, he's a little bit shorter than you are, but like, he's still taller than me and bigger than me, and even if he wasn't, he could still kick my ass. So like, <laughs> I mean, it's just, adding that mustache is just like... It makes him more badass.
0: Well, there's there's a story, and I I I didn't know if he would go into detail because he's he's so modest usually, but he did a tournament. This this is the end of part two, just so everyone has some familiarity. Where a guy took a cheap shot on him, oof, and he like legit beat the shit out of the guy. Nice, and I mean like broke his nose. Wow. Like, I mean, bloodied him up pretty bad. Like, beat the shit out of him. And he went into detail about it. It was pretty interesting to to hear it. I think everyone will get a kick out of that. I'm excited to hear it.
1: And your, your dad also, too, was quite the prankster growing up, if I yes. recall. Yes. I don't know if you guys go into any of that stuff.
0: We didn't. But, I mean, that's also, too, a thing where you're not going to get someone's life in an hour. Sure. And so I kind of am aware of that. But it's like, okay, well, what can we talk about this time? It's kind of like Gamble. I've had him on how many times? Right.
1: right. And most of the time, it's just shooting the shit. You know? Right.
0: But, yeah, he's pulled some pretty ridiculous pranks.
1: I think one of these times, even if it only lasts for a half hour, I think one of these times we need to get him on
0: here for, like, I think that would be a good April Fool's Day episode. Just
1: him going through some of his old pranks.
0: I, I will say one of the best pranks he ever pulled on someone, which I thought was just genius, he was in college, mm-hmm. and he had a roommate he didn't really like. He was kind of a, a doofus, mm-hmm. and he had an early class. This guy had a little bit of a later class, so it was snowing, so he hit all of his shoes besides his flip-flops. <laughs> 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 so the dude's walking around in the snow with flip-flops oh, on. Oh, my God. Which I Just unplugged something Yeah, You here. unplugged the headphones, pal. Oops, oops. What did I do? I don't know. We're still recording. We're I mean, still we're recording. Just, yeah, plug it back in. I don't know what I did. <laughs> I got all excited. But anyway, I thought that was a, um, <laughs> I thought that was a pretty funny story. <laughs> That's you, good. I mean, like, what would you think if you saw some dipshit walking around snow with flip-flops on? Oh, I know. I'd be like, hey, put some shoes on, dummy. It's cold outside. <laughs> you can't even wear socks. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <clears throat> yes. And he, uh, he, one time he set his clocks all off, including his car. Oh my God. And so he like saw him walking like he was across the hall. I saw him walking in the wrong class. And the guy's like, "What's going on here?" It's like, "Your class starts in an hour, pal. I don't know what you're doing." So yeah, good times for awesome. sure. Awesome. So that'll be coming up next week. Uh, a little bit of chalk line talk I'd like to dive into before we uh, before we wrap things up uh, t- today. Actually, they just announced that they are releasing. Um, so that'll be out by by this time. They're releasing the Halloween Havoc, Eddie Guerrero, Ray Mysterio Jr. shorts. These are really cool looking, man. Let me uh let me pull them up. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, those are really good looking.
0: I I dig that the back, well actually the front and the back actually both has the uh Halloween Havoc, that old school like ninety six, ninety seven logo. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm I'm really digging that. Um is uh
1: Eddie and Ray are they on the back or the front?
0: I think they're on the front, and then the back is that Halloween logo. Okay. Halloween Havoc logo, I okay. think. Uh, some Halloween gear. Uh, some new shorts and a jacket is releasing. What do you think about these Klondike bar sh- shorts? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you like Klondike bar, hell you yeah. What's, you know what's funny about that is like, I'm not going to say I don't like a Klondike bar because it's chocolate-covered ice cream.
1: Yeah. Would you Would you wear Klondike shorts for a Klondike bar?
0: I think I would. I mean, yeah. I don't know. They're
1: kind of – that's kind of a lot of money for what you're getting. I mean, it is because, honestly, Klondike, you could probably get 30 Klondike bars
0: for that – that pair of shorts well it, it's a weird one because like i said i'm not i've never been a huge fan of the klondike bar aren't they just vanilla ice cream and chocolate yeah i mean it's like but everyone remembers that commercial what would you do Ooh, right for a klondike right. bar and it's not they're not that special no it's not i mean i would take an ice cream sandwich put
1: some nuts in that chocolate
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> like the second time you just throw out the word nuts <laughs> put some that'll nuts make it special it. i just know that always gets you every time it does um (laughs) so so that that that's interesting and um you know some new wrestling they've restocked some of the Shawn michaels bret hart i dig that shorts and stuff like that um what's weird is i feel like they you know a few months ago they were releasing a lot of jackets it's like maybe you should be releasing them now when it's getting cold yeah i would think that um
1: that maybe right now is the time to be kind of holding off on the shorts and maybe switching your your focus to jackets. And I, do they ever do hoodies or anything? They've like done that? hoodies, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I bust out some more hoodies. I mean, I'd probably be more okay with buying hoodies than than jackets, depending on well, depending on the price point. But
0: they did these two jackets. too. actually, uh, R. J. from Ringside Rant sent us a tweet where it's the Bret Hart and Razor Ramon jackets, yes, which is the gear that they wore at the '93 Rumble. Yeah, which I think that's kind of fun. And that's when they had the match together, right? Yes, yeah, the title match. Uh, what what do you see? The black ranger Zach shorts. Those are pretty cool. And they have a green ranger pair as well. So I'm wondering if they're going to do all the rangers get their own pair of shorts. That would be awesome. I'm not seeing that. Where is that? It's it's kind of a little ways down. In the middle oh, line. okay. I see them now. Yeah, yeah. That would be great. Now, one thing too that you brought the shorts. I think last year that's what they did. Is they they just did the shorts in the spring and the summer. Mm-hmm. But I think the shorts have become such a popular thing. They're realizing they can kind of do them year-round and people are going to buy them so sure that might be it i mean i, I wear shorts year-round like if i'm going to the gym or something i just wear sweats over it so right eh, i don't know it's kind of depending on on you know your own thoughts there but yeah absolutely they're, they're releasing a lot of cool stuff they have a doink jacket that just came out so i'm hoping a pair of doink that. shorts is in the future yeah I, I would love that so yeah absolutely lots of cool stuff from Chalkline. so Check them out. Um, Power Hour Pro Wrestling, dude. We saw the debut of High Level Enterprise. Yeah, and it wasn't a good debut. I'll they, be they honest made their with presence you. Known. I'll be
1: honest with you. When you beat up the boss and uh, you know, or one of the bosses, I mean, that's not a good idea, I don't think. You're in for some payback, yeah. Sonny Boys. And, and
0: we'll, we'll reiterate it right here. I mean, well, it's already happened at this point, but pay-per-view, Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds. Yeah. You know, as of this recording, we don't know what's going to happen yet. Right. Because it's definitely live. Right. We definitely didn't
1: pre-record it. No, and it's definitely real life and not a video
0: game. Exactly. So, high-level Enterprise versus uh, old Breaker and Bane over here. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Stepping in the ring. I'm going to whoop that ass. Now, we also saw the debut of Elvis Aliaga. We did, yeah. He um, decided to... Kind of accept Bill Venus's challenge, which leads me to the fact that we also saw the debut, unfortunately, of Bill Benis.
1: Yes, which unfortunately, I just I had to let him in, man. I just I, he makes he me sick. Kept just bugging me about it, and so he kept saying like, "I'll be out in my van if you if if you need me," and I was like. All right,
0: and so I will tell you the midnight melee prank was one of my favorite things ever. Wasn't that great? That was, I thought that, that turned was, out great. That was great.
1: Yeah, but uh, I like when Bill's the butt of a joke. Yeah, me too. He is not a fan of that. Um, I can't imagine he is, but, but good.
0: Uh, yeah, good times.
1: But yeah, El Salvador debuts, slapped old Billy Boy in the face, again. and they're gonna have a match at Ghost Goblins and Grapple Hole, which I mean, again, it's already.
0: Out, but you, if you haven't if seen you it, haven't yet, check watched it, it, check it out because it's going to be a hell of a match, absolutely. And then, uh, of course, we also saw a couple other debuts uh, the Scranton Strangler, yes, and Prison Mike, yeah. Um, I mean, what do you say? What do you say about those two? I don't know. I wonder if Golden Faces next, god, I hope <laughs> not. <laughs> Get me the hell out of Scranton, yeah, it's it's going to be something, but check out <laughs> Power Hour Pro Wrestling, it's on YouTube, so much fun, and um. Again, don't take it too seriously. It's, it's all about having fun. So. Yeah, it's all it's all just a ridiculous game. But we're going to be gearing up for our November pay-per-view very soon. Absolutely. So, cool times. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Uh, let's just plug it up. I'll get to some get to some news uh, when we get to the plugs. All right, well, so check out uh, some of our other friends who do podcasts. we got Fully Posable, the Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott. Dropping a new show every Sunday wrecked my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. In fact, I heard an episode of them just last night where they were dissing us for not liking Pepsi Blue. Huh? Well, but they were like, but you like Mountain Dew Code Red? I mean, yeah. It's cherry limeade, bro. Yeah? I mean, Get what the hell it. is Pepsi Blue? It's garbage. There's a reason it is went it, away. Is it a blueberry You remember
1: that crap? bottle of shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, good lord! I mean, you guys. Okay, you guys can't talk crap about what we drink, considering I've I've listened to you guys drink these weird ass beers for the last three years. Yeah, it's true.
0: So suck it, <laughs> suck it. <laughs> <laughs> but check out Reg my podcast. Super, absolutely, super fun show. Great dudes. I saw today they released one on Hocus Pocus, which is that's like the the go to family. It's a Halloween a, film.
1: It's a go-to, and I'll be honest. I don't feel like it holds up, but I still watch it. Yeah, like every time I watch it, I'm kid, like, my my niece and nephew like it. I'm like, every time I watch it, I'm like, that really shouldn't be holding up today. like no. people should be, you know, doing some cancel culture on this shit. But yeah, but it, it flies. I think it's because it's a Halloween movie. Sure, but
0: um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's weird. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the positively pro wrestling podcast with Steve and Eric. Check out their show. A retro look at pro wrestling. Super fun. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry, check them out. Um, always fun time listening to those dudes. I love, love hearing them chop it up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a good chance they're going to be showing up on Power Hour Pro Wrestling. Absolutely,
1: yeah. I think I think when they come, uh, when I say win because I guarantee you they will. When they come to the Adrenaline Arena, they are gonna, um, they're gonna be putting the hurting
0: on people. Barry's gonna be doing the leg work and the sheets. Damn right. Yeah, just like the song says. Yes. Uh, trivia with buds with Ryan Buds, especially if you like trivia for road trips. I'm about to take a road trip. <clears throat> be one to
1: throw on. He'd be a fun guy to. Uh, we ought to. We ought to try to convince him to come to the arena.
0: I think he would be like like the Riddler. Yes,
1: that's yeah. what I was thinking.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Elite Eight showdown with old Big Chuck and Tim over there. Um, I mean, it's a great show. Sometimes. They say things wrong. Sometimes they spell things wrong. (laughs) Sometimes it's not their fault that they're dipshits. Okay. Sometimes they're just
1: uh, uh, absolute jackasses. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) but it's a great show. It's it's a fun listen, uh, and
0: and it's absolute madness every single time. It's literally madness. Yeah.
1: But it's fun. It's absolutely fun. So definitely check it out.
0: Yeah, and it's 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 we bust their balls. Mostly because we don't like them, but right. it's definitely worth checking
1: out. Yeah, as Steve Austin says, I like you. Not very much, but I like you. Exactly. And so that's that's <laughs> that's exactly what it is.
0: And so it's, uh, yeah, they're great guys over there. Super fun stuff. Uh, we got the Ringside Ram with RJ. Check yes. Him, check him out. I think he drops his shows on Wednesday. Leisure and Lariat's podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson, mm-hmm. uh, dropping shows every Friday. And Boots to the Face. I think they drop their shows on Monday. Check them yeah. out as well. Yeah. And, of course, The Art of Jason Wolf on Twitter and Instagram. Figures, artwork. What is this guy not able to do? Those tuxter figures are freaking incredible. Yeah. With the bass guitars that he did and stuff. I mean, so much great stuff over there. He's absolutely killing it on these figures, man. He really is. And uh, I I haven't pulled the trigger on any of them yet because I'm like, man, I just... I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, when you start diving down that road. Well,
1: usually when they go on sale, like, like the Zeus figure, it went on sale, like, right around the time where I was, like, like my cell phone bill and, like, everything was, like, due all at once. I was
0: like, crap. And by the oh, time I had it's money. Always, it's always how it is. <laughs> right.
1: By the time I had money, it was, like,
0: gone already. Oh, yeah. So, so, so yeah. If you want some of those Hasbro figures you want to continue to add to your Hasbro collection, mm-hmm. jump on it. Absolutely. And of course, Bane, your music is over there on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, yep, yep, wherever you get your tunes. Check it out. Uh, our other podcast, No Holds Barred with Bill Venus.
1: Yes, and I, I got a quick little thing about that. Um, as of as the day we're recording this, I don't know if there will be an episode this week. There may be. Oh, and, such a heartbreaker! Right, there may be. There may everything may might work out fine, but. We may be on a quick hiatus uh, for a few weeks. I know uh, Back to the Nintendo is kind of on a hiatus right now. It is. I was going to dive into um, that, too. And so No Holds Barred might be, too. Um, for Obviously, for different reasons, I've like I said, I was down with COVID for a couple weeks, and then I had a family emergency that's really tied up all last week. And so for pretty much the past month, I haven't really even had time to record
0: um and so well that was kind of like last week i think you probably would have been able to record but i'm like man i don't want to pull you away from your family right and you know it's it just it's not right and i am sure
1: mm-hmm. if i would have told mom like hey do you mind if i go record a podcast she'd be like yeah because she was trying to she was trying to get me out of there anyway you right. know because like get the hell out of here well she just, not she knew because i was uh, i was hanging out with, on my phone the whole time you know what i mean because so, she was just laying and sleeping and stuff mm-hmm. like that but like
0: she well she's like yeah, you're her kid. You're bored, right? Right. You're
1: tired. It's uncomfortable. But I was also not wanting to leave my mom's side. You sure. know what I mean. And so that's that's what that was. So anyway, so uh, no holes bar might be on a bit of a hiatus. If I can get an episode out to you guys, great. If not, my plan is to try to bring it back a little bit before November, uh, before th- or look, November a little bit before Thanksgiving. Because what I was gonna do was go on hiatus like the second week of December, anyway, until about February. And so, some kinks in the plans, but we're gonna we're gonna do what we can to get you as many episodes until the official hiatus,
0: um,
1: which is you know only a month or two away.
0: Oh boy! Yeah. Oh boy! So, Bill Beanis, the hardest working man in podcasting. Yeah, he's got to be taking this news hard. Yeah. Well, does he even know? No. <laughs> okay. What a dummy. <laughs> So check out out No Holds Bar with Bill Venus. New shows will be coming up very, very soon. Patreon.com forward slash BBPH. Um, If you join our Patreon, you can get, um, if you're a $5 patron, you get two gifts every year. $3 gets one gift every year. Mm $1, you get everything um, as far as our content as well. So you get the energy shot every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. You get early access to Power Hour Pro Wrestling two days early on Tuesdays. Yep. yep. And um, and it's awesome. So I, so I, we really, really want you guys to check it out. So uh, patreon.com forward slash BBPH.
1: And that will also get you kind of fast-tracked into the adrenaline arena. Exactly. Um, so and, and we're, we're not trying to use Patreon or, or the adrenaline thing as as a way to get more patrons, but we're just saying that's that's kind of the plan. Like um, I know you mentioned it last week with Travis, but um, at our next pay-per-view after Ghost Goblins and Grapplehold. Hold. We we kind of I had we had to make an adjustment on the fly because we got a new patron and so yeah. he debuts at the pay per view and if if you're listening you know who we're talking about but um but yeah we we kind of had to make a, an adjustment because you know we got a new patron wanted to make sure we got him in there as quick as we could
0: absolutely uh, average panda and outriders beard co. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Oh, wait. Let me look at my notes again. Outriders Beard Co. Yeah. No, wait a minute. That's not right because I'm a dummy, so I don't know how to (laughs) draw out an S. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so at uh, uh, OutsidersBeardCo.com. Wait a minute. That makes a whole lot more sense because that's a thing, not
1: Outriders. Yeah, I don't know what the hell an Outrider is. But I do know what an outsider is. Um, Chico. Um, hey, yo. You're yeah. a
0: dumbass. Yeah. One more for the good guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, anyway, at Outsiders Beard Co., we have been having a promotional scent profile this month. If you have missed it, it has been Jack. And Candlejack. as of this recording, technically, I was going to have it be done and be gone. But... Again, I was down for two weeks with COVID and was super busy last week. So for most of the month of this Synth Profile, I wasn't really available to even promote or make it. So what I'm going to do is for half of the month of November, I'm going to have keep it up there, but I'm going to put it at a 20% discount.
0: Oh, there you go. So
1: Get you some candle jack. As of this recording and breaker, You've been wanting to check it out yourself, even I though have. you don't have a beard. I do I brought a bottle
0: of the beard oil, and I want, I want you to have a little sniffsky.: I'll have a little... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sniff it like I'm Snitsky. <laughs>
1: Let's see if I can get it
0: here. I'll just... Uh, I'll do color commentary, so Bane is digging through his backpack. I found it. He found it. There yep. it is. Yep. So, hang on. So actually, too, I don't know if people know this. This is kind of a throwback to Freakazoid, isn't it? It's a
1: throwback to Freakazoid because one of the uh, villains was Candlejack, and his whole thing was like he was like a – it wasn't a Halloween episode, but it was a very spooky thing because he was like a ghost, and if you you said his name, he came for you and and grabbed you and things like that. So it might be because it's a beard oil and it's still in the bottle. It might be a little hard to smell, but give that that a little whiff.
0: All right, this is live on the air with – Oh, I like that. Yeah.
1: So what it is It the, smells
0: like the fall.
1: Yes. It's it's the main scent is, Ooh, I like that a lot. is a a kind of a not a pumpkin spice, but like almost like a pumpkin pie. Yeah. And then it Which also I love the pumpkin pie. Yeah, and then it also um had adds in some marshmallow scents to it. And I then there's a little bit of vanilla and there's um there was something else added into it that is actually like brain farting right now. But um, great scent profile. Oh, it's great. I love it. And we're going to keep it in for two more weeks and then I actually have a Thanksgiving um, scent profile that I'm going to do. Haven't named it yet, but I have it all all together. It's going to be Um, again kind of also similar using the the marshmallow and then i'm adding in uh cranberry and so it's going to be kind of fruity and but it's going to be fall season kind of thanksgiving meal you know kind of feel but it's going to be good stuff so i'm really excited for that so i'll talk more about that next week but yeah 20 percent off um i'm going to put that discount it should be good to go i mean no discount code needed by the time boom by the time this
0: drops so check it out get you some candle jackets that smell great i love it yeah i wish i saw a beard so i could uh rock some of this but i've I've been growing mine out well so i I worked full story i'm going out of town today i'm actually going to missouri to visit like jack gamble and all Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. and so i'm supposed to shave yep and i didn't oh I was being a rebel, so. Hell yeah. yeah. But it's not, I mean, I'm not going to get a full beard by the time I I have to go back to work, so. Yeah. It kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, check that out. Outriders Beard Company. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) That joke's never going to get old. (laughs) It's Outsiders, because that makes more sense and is an actual thing. Absolutely. And then also, you can check out all of our t-shirts. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.redbubble.com, Watermaneuver.net You can uh, search by store for Bane or for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Mm-hmm. Check all that stuff out. Absolutely. Great stuff. And uh, anyone who's a, a Power Hour pro wrestling fan, the Ghost Goblins and Grapple holds official t-shirts on our Redbubble store. Yes. And I think the plan as of right now is to release all the pay-per-view sh- logos as shirts. Yeah. Or you know, they're not shirts. Uh, you know, Geyer will correct me. Mugs, whatever you want to get them on. But I, you know, we're t-shirt guys. Right. So I have the Ghost Goblins Grapple Hold shirt. It's awesome. Yep. Super fun. The November pay-per-view. I think we announced that on PHPW next week. Yes. So you'll get to see what that is. It's a, it's a fun one too. Yep. Absolutely it is. So great stuff. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. And we will yeah. see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy.
1: One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The weight's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover. I'm super fly so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. Was champ like the rock. I do not give a fox or that shit drop.
0: Man, I'm so over. Double pistols.
1: What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good.
0: That son of a bitch Eric Barker. You son of a bitch.
2: Can now dig it? Sicko.
0: Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it
2: on the internet.